from Barry, Vermont, this is So What's Your Story? We're your hosts, Elise and Mia. You're listening to True Stories Written and Recorded by Kids. So What's Your Story? is a podcast of true personal stories. We believe that everyone has a story to tell and that stories do matter. So what is your story? What does it tell us about you? What can we learn about other people by listening to their stories? We hope our stories inspire you to tell your own. Enjoy. First up today, we have Mia's story titled Living in Vermont. Living in Vermont by Mia. Have you ever had that one moment in life where you don't want to do something, but you had no choice or feel worried or scared? It's a pretty common experience if you think about it. Anyways, you may be wondering who is talking right now. Hi, my name is Mia. I'm 11 years old and in fifth grade. I'm just an ordinary girl in ordinary fifth grade living in ordinary Vermont. What? I don't know what I just said, but there's one thing that you probably don't know about me. I didn't always live in Vermont. Yep. I'm from Florida. This story is about my experience moving to Vermont. I'll get on with the story now. It was in March 2019 when I heard my parents mention something about moving. At first, I didn't think much of it, but that soon changed. Chapter 1. Good times and bad times. A couple days have passed and I start to notice a change in things. Things were getting put into boxes, people were coming over, and all that my parents would talk about was how they were planning to make the move, saying things like, we need to plan the moving around the closing of the Vermont house with the closing of the Florida house, and how we are going to make this work since the movers will be taking our stuff from Florida a week before we are actually done living in it. Confusing, right? Also, what even is a closing? My mom said we were going to be camping out in our old house for a while, and hearing this kind of got me really excited at first, just because the house we chose to move to was way bigger than the house we were living in at the time. It had three stories, a huge living room, and it's up in the hills. While this was all happening, though, I was still going to school and doing my normal things I do on the weekends, mainly just eat and watch TV in my room. After a long period of school and waiting, Almost everything was put into a box, and people came over and took all of our furniture. Now that is when I started to feel worried. My family had to sleep on a blow-up mattress in the living room. We had a small, small TV in the corner and a little, very little fan that was super loud at night. That maybe lasted one or two weeks, which was awful. One night, though, was a really nice night. Because my whole family, mom, dad, me, and pets, because they're family too, gathered in the living room and had McDonald's and watched the music awards. I also got to blow dry my mom's hair, and that was pretty fun for some reason. There was one night as well that wasn't so great though. That night when we went to bed, the fan was really bugging me, which caused me to bug my parents. Then to make it even worse, I had to throw up right after. It wasn't because of the fan though. That would be weird. I was not sure what caused it, but I think it was because of a gummy I ate that day. I had begged my mom to get me a gummy I saw, and it was the size of my hand, at least three inches high. When I tried that gummy, it was like the most disgusting thing in the world. I said to myself, 
Gross, this is so disgusting. I'm never trying this again. I can't remember what kind of gummy it was, but it tasted like something running out of a trash can. Then I thought, uh-oh, my mom's going to be really mad at me because I begged her for that gummy. After that incident, I was really ready to leave and to move to our new, soon-to-be new house. I wanted to get out of all the torture me and my family were going through. Mainly me, though. Chapter 2. The time has come. It was finally time for my family to move. Everything was boxed up and put into this big trailer box thing. My dad left in my mom's SUV with both dogs for a road trip to Vermont, as none of us wanted our dogs to fly. My mom and I stayed back in the big empty house for one more night. The house was so bare and empty, I felt sad, weird, and was already missing my friends. My dad promised me I could get kittens once we moved, and I was really excited about this, which helped me not to be so sad about moving. The next morning, my mom packed up the air mattress and TV, and we went to our neighbor's house. I played with her two kittens, Coco and Domino. My mom and I were so excited that we were going to be in a new house once we moved. Our neighbor, her name was Esther, brought us to the airport where we boarded the plane to Vermont. My mom bought us first-class tickets telling me that this was a special occasion and that we needed to celebrate our closing one chapter and opening a new one. Once we boarded, we sat in the very front of the plane. We were given food and drinks, even while other people were still getting on the plane. My mom said I had flown first class before, but I was just a baby and don't remember it. While we were waiting for the second plane, I met a service dog in training, and he sat right next to me on the plane. Then, the owners of the dog let me play with him. His name was Tigger. He was a big golden lab retriever. He was really cute and really friendly. To be honest, I kind of miss him. I really liked him, and he was really nice to me. Anyways, once we arrived in Vermont, it was really late at night. My aunt, her name is Shelly, and my nana met us at the airport and took us back to their house where we stayed for the next three days. Mom and I haven't seen the new house except for only pictures. It looked really big and had lots of stairs. Something I told my dad I wanted in our new house. My dad and the dogs finally arrived in Vermont and we all went over to see our new house. It was big and very empty. I got to pick which room I wanted and there is a loft right next to it, which got to be mine, so that was cool. I was overwhelmed with excitement. We didn't have any furniture or belongings, only the clothes we packed for the plane trip. Still, I was very happy to be there. Chapter 3. Starting to feel like home. Two weeks later. The moving truck finally arrived after two weeks and all of our stuff was being brought into the house. After that, the next few days, we were just unpacking things. It was pretty fun here and there, but still, it was very boring. The reason we moved to Vermont was because my mom's family was living there. So when we got there, there was a lot of family coming over and stuff like that. I got used to friends coming over in Florida, so it didn't bother me as much. It was weird when we went on drives just because there were so many trees and everything looked more old than new. In Florida, all you would see was new buildings and lots of people. Everywhere. So it was a a pretty big change for me. A while passes now, and all of our furniture was unpacked, and it looked like an actual house. I was happy but sad at the same time. I'm in a new house, but I miss my friends. That wasn't the only thing on my mind, though. School. It was getting to that time now where school was about to begin. I wasn't too excited, 
I didn't have any friends, I didn't know the school well, and I didn't know how people would act in this school. It was kind of scary to think about. I don't remember too much, but one thing that really got rid of all the stress was two cats. Yes, that's right, two cats. Remember when my dad told me I could have a cat? It turns out he was lying, but I won the argument. So I got two cats instead of one. I was so happy and excited. When I got to choose which kittens I wanted, I immediately chose this boy kitten that was black and white. He was hiding in a tiny box and you could hardly see him. I chose him because of a cat I knew before we moved. It was my neighbor's cat. It was a boy, he was black and white, and his he was named Domino. My neighbor was my neighbor also had another cat named Coco. She was a girl and was all white. They were brother and sister. Um sat but sadly, she passed after we moved to do a storm. Um, Domino is still alive, though. My neighbors had to make them outside cats. Don't ask me why. Just reasons. I wasn't too happy about that. R.I.P. Coco. Loved you and miss you. Anyways, that's why I chose that cat. I then named him Oreo because his belly looked like an Oreo. The next cat I chose was an all-black cat. It was a girl and was related to Oreo. She was his sister. I chose her because after a little while of looking, she came up to the side of her cage and tried to play with me. I played with her and she was really hyper and funny. She would try to grab my finger, fail, and fall backwards. I knew there and then that she was going home with me. It started to feel like home after that. Chapter 4. First day of school. The time had finally come. School. I was going into fourth grade and was very nervous and scared. I mean, a lot of people are when you have to go to a brand new school in a different state. First day. My dad and mom had just dropped me off and everything was going okay. I was really surprised because when I entered the classroom, a lot of people greeted me and wanted to be my friend. Usually in Florida, you would start to make new friends in the second week of school. Everyone seemed happy, excited, and looked like they were having a fun time. Fast forward. I'm now in 5th grade and happy that I'm living in Vermont. I learned that sometimes we have to do things that we don't feel comfortable with, but it turns out alright in the end. Next up, David takes us outside for his story titled, The Snowball Fight. My name is David. The other person in the story is John, my older brother. Next part, it stopped. I looked around the sled and I saw him making three more snowballs. And before I could put my head behind the sled, thump thump. They were so close to my face I could hear the air rush by my head. When the one missed the sled, I yelled to John, Ha ha, you missed. Final part in the story. I saw him making one more snowball. I made a run for it. I made it across the drive. Swoosh, he threw the one. I lost my step and fell. I saw him rushing toward me. He only made one snowball, and that one missed. So he ran past me and fell on the ground. He started rolling a small ball. A few seconds later, it was like the size of a middle of a snowman. He got up with it in his hands, and then with his foot, he flipped the sled off me. Then I said, no, 
please no. Not the big snowball. Thump. He dropped it on me. It stung like a bee when it hit my stomach. It burned when some broke off and hit my face. Ow! I yelled at him. Resolution? I learned never to play with John when he has snowballs. So that's it for this episode of So What's Your Story? So What's Your Story podcast is produced in collaboration with Mrs. Thomas's fifth grade classes. If you have a story to share with us or want to give us some feedback on this episode, please reach out to us by emailing so what's your story pod at gmail.com. Thanks for joining us.